often vulgar, always explicit, and sometimes funny. Slap box. Slap box. Welcome to the Slapbox Podcast. This is episode 529. I feel, feel like that should have some kind of meaning to it, but it, at 529, that number means nothing to me. <laughs> I'm your host, Josh Albrecht. Uh, recording once again from inside the Slapbox penthouse. And, uh... It's been a weird week. It's been a weird week, and also there was police just outside. I don't know what the hell that was all about. uh, I had my blinds open to see if there was a package, because I'm waiting on a package, which I'll get more into later. It's a very important package that I've been waiting on for a long time. I was waiting on it, and then I just happened to have the blinds open, and the cops show up, and then you start talking to the neighbors, and they could, I'm sure, see me sitting up here like talking into a microphone or about to. It, it, I don't know, it was weird. I was like, oh shit, man. I, I don't know why they're here. <laughs> and I don't know if they called, you know, one of the other neighbors called the cops on him. I don't, I don't know what. I have no fucking clue. It was just kind of awkward. It was like, oh, this is, this is weird. All right. Uh, <laughs> I don't think they were here for me though. There should be no reason for the cops to be here for me. As uh, I'm slightly paranoid because uh, when I was eating dinner, I was uh, watching more shit on Jeffrey Dahmer. As the Netflix did just drop the docu series, so like the Jeffrey Dahmer tapes or something of that nature, and uh, does a lot more of a deep dive than the Evan Peters show. But I gotta say, you know, now that I've uh, been watching more Dahmer interviews and such lately, like Evan Peters did a pretty good job as uh, portraying Dahmer there. I wonder how much of a deep dive he did, like going down a rabbit hole of Dahmer before acting as the maniacal monster that Dahmer is. I feel like he probably went on a bit of a rabbit hole. At least watched interviews, you know. But, uh, yeah, it's been a crazy week. Um, As I've mentioned the last few weeks... My foot is kind of fucked up. I uh, I guess it's sprained. Um, or it may, per, perhaps a hairline fracture, but it's at least, you know, a, de- a pretty nasty sprain. My toe slash foot. And uh, because of that, I've been using sports tape to uh, wrap my foot to uh, make it more manageable and uh, kind of keep the pain away and everything because... Uh, I, I still have to work to be able to afford to live in the penthouse. And, uh, you know, I was running and everything. Keyword there was. <laughs> As uh, Tuesday, Tuesdays normally I go and do uh, trail runs and I hit buttons I didn't intend to. Um, <laughs> I normally do Trail Tuesday. Uh, and when I got up before work on Tuesday morning, I had uh, left, I'd just been constantly leaving my foot in the wrap. It seemed better to just keep it wrapped all the time. Well, in the mornings before taking a shower, I'll take the uh, tape off. 
And then uh, after the shower, I'll uh, re well, I'll usually wait a little while after the shower to like retape it. But unfortunately, uh, I went with some cheap tape, sports tape. It was it was called sports tape that I gotten from Schnooks. It was only like three dollars a roll. You know, I'm real tight on cash at the moment, so got to go on the cheap side. And it ended up that going on the cheap side on that ended up costing me big. Um, because uh, the the adhesive on this shit, super strong, super fucking strong, um, way too strong. And uh, again, I was Tuesday morning. I was taking the tape off my foot, like I normally would. I had applied it many times, and uh, I mean, it hurts taking it off. But you know, usually pulling out some hairs and. Stuff. My feet are nasty. They have hairs and just look like hobbit feet. They just, after years of long distance running, they're not pretty. Uh, <laughs> but uh, they never were, even before doing that. But they're really disgusting now. And uh, <clears throat> anywho, uh, peeling off, it hurt. And it hurt pretty bad that morning. And I didn't realize what exactly I had done initially. I knew that the side of my foot the opposite side from where it was actually injured, where the sprain or whatever it is, is it was on the opposite side of the foot. It was like, Ooh, that hurts. Like I really irritated that. Like maybe when I wrapped it, I had like a wrinkle or something in the tape and it just like wore down my foot a little bit there. A little chafing. I'm not sure what it exactly was, but it hurt. And then when I took the shower, I was like, Ooh, fuck. Yeah, that burns. That burns real nicely. And, uh, I didn't realize there was a bit of a wound there. I didn't, again, didn't realize exactly what kind of damage I had done initially. I went ahead and wrapped it in a bandage. And I didn't wrap my toe like I normally would. Um, but I wrapped that part in a bandage to kind of give it some cushion. So hopefully I could just, you know, get through the day. And I have no fucking clue how I was able to get through work on Tuesday. Uh, thankfully, I was off work on Wednesday. And, uh, but what I realized how bad my foot was when I got off work. I mean, I knew I was in insane pain like all day, uh, that day. And, uh, <clears throat> when I got off work, I took my shoe off and, and the sock, took the bandage and then really looked at what I did. And I realized I had pulled a very large <laughs> chunk of flesh off the bottom of my foot and side. It wrapped around the side and the bottom of my foot, this chunk of flesh that's now missing. Uh, well, I found the flesh. As I went to the bathroom, and, of course, on top of the trash can in the bathroom is the tape that I had taken off in the morning. And uh, then I proceeded to pull off the chunk of skin <laughs> off the tape when I looked at it. And there's a section of flesh missing on my foot that's about three inches in length. At about a quarter of an inch wide. I don't know, like, the depth on it. It's pretty deep. Um, I think that part came off pretty easy because that part of the foot's pretty callous and then just ripped the whole fucking callus off. Um, but it's caused me some issues, some very issues. It's making it difficult to walk. Uh, being barefoot's not bad right now. Um, I'm not running at the moment because uh, got to let that heal. Trying to get it to scab over and... Do its do its magic, but uh, <laughs> it's pretty fucking brutal, man. Pretty brutal. Uh, 
again, walking barefoot, not bad. I can do that as when I'm home, I'm pretty much barefoot or in socks. And, uh, but when I put a shoe on, man, that's when the magic happens. That is when instant pain. There is <laughs> just a fucking burn. It's like, no matter, I've tried to put it in a bandage. I try to kind of wrap it a little bit. Try to like cushion it, put it in the shoe, but it, it doesn't matter, man. It's just putting in a shoe and I can't fucking walk right. <laughs> it's just no fun whatsoever. So I'm hoping by the time I go back to work on Monday that it heals up enough to where it's a non-issue. I don't think that's going to work. Um, uh, but I here soon, though, may have figured out the finance situation. Is, uh, I'll have more news on that next week. But uh, <clears throat> things things could get interesting soon. Uh, but uh, I still plan on doing the podcast. I mean, I'm going to be really busy, but I still plan on doing the podcast as of right now. Uh, but uh, <clears throat> maybe I'll have more time <laughs> since... I can't exactly run. Uh, but, uh, yeah, anyway, so I had that going on, and work's been miserable since I did that. I mean, Monday was the only day where it was like a normal day at work. Not a big deal. Monday, not a big deal. And then every day having to go into work. <laughs> Thankfully, I was just on eight-hour shifts. Ten hours on that would have would have been brutal. I would think most people would just not show up to work, I would think. But, you know, I'm there's something wrong with me. There's something very wrong. But, I, again, I, I, you know, can't really afford to miss work. Got to be there. As, and I, I need overtime as we're starting back on overtime next week. But, uh, <laughs> anywho. Now, <laughs> again, I've talked about this since March, I guess. And I guess even before March because uh, Mr. Adam Jones of Tool, Mr. Jones... Um, it was not the Mr. Jones the uh, uh, Counting Crows were singing about, but uh, at least I don't believe so. I don't believe he was <laughs> uh, hanging out with that Adam. And Adam, uh, yeah, what, the guy from Counting Crows, the guy that wrote that song. I fucking love that song. Anyway. <laughs> Adam Jones, of course, now, was it like during 2020, I want to say, had initially put out that he was going to release a Gibson custom shop guitar that he had a deal with Gibson signature series. And I follow the man, Adam Jones on the old Instagram and he's in 2020, he was constantly on there. Cause you know, they weren't touring and everything. He had a lot of free time. So that's when he started really posting. I believe that was in 2020 in the midst of the pandemic. And then I was like, holy shit. I just, uh, as a, a huge fan of uh tool as I really started getting into them in 97 when they were in Lollapalooza, Shelly, uh, turned me on to him. It was, uh, his, uh, his apartment. He had, uh, downtown Washmo, Washington, Missouri there. Uh, he, I don't think he had that apartment real long, but, uh, <clears throat> He lived there. I remember going over to his apartment and having uh, the spaghetti he made as uh, he was like playing tool for me. It was Enema at the time. I think it was Enema. It was my first real introduction, which I'm, I'm certain I heard tool before, at least 
like the radio songs because listening to the point for years i mean they had a good rotation of like sober and stuff uh i at least heard sober before just didn't know who it was but uh there was definitely at shelly's apartment is when I, I got my first introduction to the tool there and uh <clears throat> He he gave me that introduction. I want to say it was like the night before we were going to Lollapalooza 97, and I was uh, 16 at the time. And uh, <clears throat> I hadn't been to a concert of that caliber before, unless you want to include Genesis and Taylor Dane when I was in the Cub Scouts and they did a thing at Forest Park, which... Don't get me wrong. I fucking love me some Phil Collins. It was pretty sweet. Even though I was pretty young, it was pretty awesome to see fucking Phil Collins leading up Genesis. And, you know, Taylor Dane wasn't bad. <laughs> but anyway, Lala Blues in 97 was a, a totally different experience. There was a few years there where I was going to, like, musical f- music festivals, uh, sort of like that. Well, I guess I went to a couple of Lilith Fairs and then Lala Blues. <laughs> And uh, I feel like there might have been one or two other ones. But uh, I know I went and saw other concerts around that time. And uh, I think Lollapalooza 97, though, was like the biggest show I ever, I've ever been to, really. As it was in the old, uh, what was Riverport, it's now UMB Bank and Pavilion or whatever the fuck. Whoever owns it now. Uh, <clears throat> anyway. So he got me all geared up to see the tool. And, uh, I, before that, like, uh, I don't remember how early we had gotten tickets and planned to do this, but, uh, I knew, I knew of uh, a few of the bands, of course, there was Prodigy was closing the the night and then, uh, Korn, uh, which I wasn't like a huge fan of, um, but I like some of their music, I guess, but like, uh, I wasn't like a huge fan. Um, unfortunately they didn't make it. The drummer like sprained his wrist or some shit. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> Snoop Dogg, of course, was there. Um, Tricky. There was an odd mixture of people, but, uh, it was James. And, uh, yeah, so that was my first introduction of Tool. And it's crazy to think back and think that Prodigy closed the night instead of Tool. <laughs> different, different times. Obviously, Prodigy was fucking huge at the time, though. They had already put out like Firestarter and uh, they had like several big hits. At the t- I don't remember if Smack My Bitch Up had really made it <laughs> out yet. It it might have been. I'm not sure. But they had several big songs at the time. I mean, it I at the time it probably made sense to have Prodigy close. Uh, but as it was, you know, I just there was a love for Tool from that, and then there was the bonding experiences between two brothers. <laughs> that and now that we've we've been to four Tool shows together. I feel like it. It's feels like it's been more, but I believe that there's been four Tool concerts we've been to, and uh, <clears throat> just enjoy it. It's it's a joyous occasion, as I've become quite the uh, the Tool fan. I don't think I'm a you know in your face kind of the uh, stereotypical Tool fan that uh, <laughs> I know a lot of people get annoyed by Tool fans like you know I you know I don't I do have a Tool tattoo the Alex Gray eye on my chest and everything but I mean I gotta be shirtless for that to to come out and uh, <laughs> anyway 
But yeah, Tool fan for a long time. And of course, I had started playing guitar just a couple years before seeing that show. Or a year before, I guess. Yeah, I was 16. I'm doing the math now. I was 15 when I started, so. Which I had kind of half-assed learned some Tool riffs early on, but it wasn't sounding right. Like, the tablature I could get my hands on at that time was not accurate whatsoever. I didn't have YouTube to show me exactly how he didn't did it. Uh, their music videos didn't have them in it. Exclamation. <laughs> I couldn't watch the man. And, you know, it wasn't like I was sitting front row at these shows to be able to see Adam's fingers and see what exactly he's doing. So I, I the tool riffs I kind of half-assed knew. I wasn't doing anywhere near what should actually be playing them. But now... As uh, he's, you know, released these guitars and such, going back to now, um, just seeing that he had released that signature guitar, which he's had that uh, 1979, <laughs> I believe it is, uh, Gibson Custom Shop Les Paul's Silver Burst that's like aged because it's, you know, that old of a guitar. It's seen a lot of sunlight through tours and such. It's got like a green like color to it. And of course they, they mimic that color for the custom shop model. And it was just, you know, watching video after video of it. I mean, they made a fucking trailer for it on YouTube called The Witness. Selling a damn thing. And of course this hit in pandemic times. And I had bought the Tom Morello signature strat during that same time and just gotten really back into like playing guitar again. So <laughs> just spending a lot of time myself on Instagram and everything and YouTube and watching these videos, I'm just like, holy shit, I gotta, I gotta fucking get an Adam Jones fucking signature guitar. I gotta give me a custom, uh, well, not a custom shop. I mean, I don't have that kind of, kind of money or will I ever, but <laughs> I was like, fuck, well, maybe, maybe in the future I'll have that, but I'm going to have to work a lot of hours to make that happen. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. I can't rationalize spending like 10, 20 grand on a guitar. Not at the moment, man. I better hit the fucking lottery if I'm going to do that. It really got to remind myself, don't spend like 10 to 20 grand on a guitar. <laughs> uh, anyway, so yeah, uh, after he had released the custom shop model, and I guess it was 2021 when that finally hit. Maybe late 2020, early 2021. But it had been out, and it was at the time, right around the time he released it, or a while after they released the custom shop model, that uh, Adam teased that they were going to have a Gibson USA run of it, a standard Les Paul, and an Epiphone version. And at that point, I was just like, holy fucking shit, I've got to get one of those. And because I've always wanted a Gibson guitar, I was like, i got to get a fucking Gibson. There was, I remember, it was almost like, you know, a young child, like, looking at porn when I was, like, 15. And looking at, I, uh, you know, I think initially, I think, I think my father might have gotten Musician's Friend or one of those catalogs. But I know that after I got... In the guitar, I started getting the uh, musician's uh, friend. Or there might have been another one, too, that I got a magazine. But I guess it was a musician's friend would get, like, all the time in the mail. 
and uh, I just stare at these fucking Gibsons, these flame tops and all this other stuff. Well, back then they didn't really have much in the way of flame tops. It was just, you know, your standard tops with a different burst, usually like a, just like a, like a T, what do they call it? Like a T burst, ice T burst and stuff. And like nothing, not too crazy. Like now they, it seems like they got a lot cooler bursts now. Anyway, what I would just see those and I was like, that's fucking, it seemed unattainable. I don't remember what the prices were back then, but they were pricey then as, you know, they're really going through the roof now. Um, but, uh, I would look at that and it was just like, oh, I might as well have been jerking off when I was looking at it. I would look at those for long periods of time. <laughs> I guess through the years, not only just like Adam Jones, but, you know, so many of the bands that I grew up listening to and I would watch them and they, you know, the big ones, they, you know, they were either rocking Fender of some sort or Gibson Les Pauls. And so there was like a, a worship almost to it. I was praying to the Gibson gods <laughs> while looking at these magazines, I guess, worshiping it, paying my homage. And uh, <clears throat> when I saw that Adam teased that he was going to release a standard Gibson Les Paul, then I was like, holy fuck, I know it's still going to be really expensive and that I probably shouldn't buy it because I can't really afford it. But like I've like I decided after seeing just like the their marketing <laughs> this new team at Gibson and Adam Jones himself. Holy shit, they're way too good at marketing. <laughs> As it really is like I it turned into, you know, that'd be really cool to have this like I've got to I've got to own this. I have to own this. And I think by releasing the really expensive models first and really building up the hype before they really work on the mainline production models, like, holy shit. And you have to wait forever for those to finally come to where you just build up the excitement for it. Just like it, it fucking worked. <laughs> At least on me. I'm sure it worked on a lot of people. Um, and I'm sure a lot of people paid a lot more for those expensive models at one point because you couldn't get those other ones at the time. And they just wanted it. They wanted a piece of it. <laughs> and of course, I finally ordered one when they released. I ordered the Gibson Les Paul Standard back in March. It's now October. <laughs> it's not quite six. It'll be, if it was the end of October, it'd be an exact six months. It was like March 28th. As I'm recording, it's, it's October 8th, so it's been, it's been about five months. Just a, little, a hair over five months. You want to get technical. <laughs> but I've been basically waiting like half a year on top of just the, when he announced, well, however long that was. It was like over a year before that. <laughs> and, uh, and I, at last I had heard, I wasn't going to receive this thing because, uh, for a long time. Cause I had been told I would get it in July 15th. That's when they were going to get stock in. I called them July 15th. I'm like, Oh, they pushed that to April. <laughs> like, Holy fuck. All right. <laughs> that sucks. And before then, but by, by when I called them in July, I was like every day I was going on their fucking website, refreshing the page to see if it was like in stock and everything. And 
fucking musician's friend's website sucks ass because many days it did show it was in stock. <laughs> when I talked to the guy in July, he's like, yeah, we never had any of it in stock. And I had questioned him before, too, when it said the stuff was in stock. Apparently, it's just, I don't know, their their website sucks. And uh, <clears throat> gave me false hope many a times. And then uh, right now, I'm like really broke. The holidays are coming up. I've got to next month get my car inspected and the plates renewed. So <laughs> I really got to watch out what I'm spending. And so I was quite glad by this point, you know, I, I wasn't checking the website every day anymore to see if it was in stock and occasionally would just kind of glance, see if, you know, is there any update on, on anything which they're terrible about getting back with me? I have to actually call them in person to get any kind of answers. Um, although, I mean, if, if I email them too, I'll fucking get a reply, but... <clears throat> Anyway, <laughs> I have to go after it. And uh, I was at work t- uh, Friday. I was going to say today, yesterday. <laughs> um, and <laughs> in pain from the whole foot missing, you know, a good chunk of flesh on my foot. I'm in pain and thinking how I'm going to, you know, work my bills and everything. And I get a fucking alert on my phone. <laughs> For a musician's friend, I got an email saying your package is on the way. I was like, my initial thought was, oh, fuck. Because <laughs> not only did that just raise up, uh, well, like I that gives me another 61, I think the minimum payment on that a month, the way I have it set up is $61 a month. So that's another $61 a month I got to immediately come up with, pretty much immediately. I think I wanted to make the first payment until actually November. I'll have to double check that, but I'm getting billed for it as of the 7th of October. So I don't think I'll have to make another payment until my first official payment until next month. But anyway, like that sucks. And also I had to pay the uh, stuff over $3,000 cause after it, the guitar retails right at 3000 when I bought it, I think it might be more than that now. <laughs> and, uh, or when I put in the order for it. But then uh, the taxes brought it to like um, 3200-ish. And so the stuff over that I had to put on my other credit card, <laughs> which already has been ballooning up the uh, minimum payments on that. And so I got another like $200 on that. I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> now that's going to help bring those minimum payments on that up a lot too. So uh, so yeah, but I've got I've got a plan in action. Just the next like month basically is gonna be a little rough, but I should be able to get myself out, and there should be light at the end of the tunnel. As uh, hopefully next week I'll be able to give more details on that. <clears throat> but uh, anyway, I've got a uh, finally have this guitar on its way, and uh, actually right before I got that alert, um, I've been working on playing Prison Sex on my Epiphone. And, uh, <laughs> I thought about now, I don't have the song down good enough to really play through the whole thing and like record it. But I was, I was wanting to do, cause I figured again, I wasn't going to get this guitar for quite a while. I had been planning on doing an unboxing video, 
whenever I receive that and, you know, talk about how awesome it is to finally get a real life Gibson and it's an Adam Jones signature, basically a lot of the shit I just talked about. And, uh, but maybe a more condensed <laughs> version as I really, I just want to capture my feeling and, you know, excitement about opening my first Gibson. I want it to be a memorable occasion. And the first time of smelling that uh, nitrocellulose lacquer, pulling out the strap in the baby picture. There's going to be a baby picture of the guitar when it was on the workbench. They're getting QC'd, about to leave the factory. I mean, yeah. <laughs> and uh, there's not a whole lot of case candy in it because it's not the custom shop model. But uh, it's got the baby picture in there and it's got a strap. What more do you need? Um, but I, I'm gonna hopefully, you know, create a, a video of it. So I'll have that. And I, uh, we've been working on a tool medley, whereas like I've got several songs where I've tried to, uh, perf- kind of half-ass perfect some riffs from like, uh, I've done basically a, a song or two out of like every album, including opiate. And, uh, <clears throat> I'll throw that, throw that together. I don't know. <laughs> I, they're not all perfect. They're not all perfect, but uh, I might fuck it up. But I figured after I do the unboxing to go ahead and uh, do a little tool medley and then uh, put it out in the ethers, in the internets, and then it'll, it'll exist. Um, but uh, before doing that, before I knew I was getting the guitar, of course I've been practicing those riffs, I'm like, you know what I should do is I feel like Adam Jones would really appreciate this. And again, he had the, I talked about it last week, the uh, nine-year-old girl from India, Maya. I don't remember exactly what her last name is. It's something I'm, I'm going to mispronounce anyway. Um, <laughs> he gave her a guitar. She's a huge Tool fan, and she's plays Tool songs all the time on Instagram and YouTube. And he sent her a guitar and he drew on it and wrote to Maya and all that stuff. And then I saw like this Thursday or one of these days this week, I was like, motherfucker, he sent it to another young girl that's uh, another up and coming guitarist on Instagram. I'm like, damn it. And I can't, well, I had this thought of like, damn it. Like he's giving away to another one and I can't get mine. (laughs) Like what the hell? (laughs) And there was a thought too, like, oh shit, maybe... I almost almost a panic there too. Like, oh fuck, they might send mine now because they don't have to pay for it. That could be a problem. <laughs> there was a bit of dread in that thought as well. But I was also thinking like, you know, I should really try to get Adam's attention here. I doubt he'll send me a fucking guitar as being a 41-year-old man that clearly can afford to buy things. <laughs> doesn't, <laughs> doesn't need a free guitar sent to him. But I figured maybe I could get some free concert tickets or something at some point. That would be fucking awesome. Just his recognition would be great. But I figured he's a huge fan of Halloween in general. I mean, he's worked on movie effects and everything. I was like, you know what? I should wear the Friday 13th Jason mask I have and then do a little prison sex. (laughs) Well, I I was thinking of several songs off of Undertow. I wanted something just Halloween feel, like a grungy, just dark 
sounding song and I was like, well, you know, I do know kind of know how to play prison sex anyway. I'm like, fuck it. I mean, that's a <laughs> seems like a song that some psycho killer would play. So it's just like, yeah. And so uh, I did a kind of a half-ass run of it last night just to try it because, uh, you know, I live in a, a townhouse. I share walls with my neighbors. So I can't be, like, obscenely loud with the fucking guitar amp in here. So I actually have done a couple of test runs where I've hooked the amplifier, run the amplifier through the headphone jack into my soundboard here and recorded through there. And last night, I got to say, my playing was shit. (laughs) I didn't practice really beforehand. And it was terrible recording. But the sound quality of the guitar going through the amp Top notch. Sounded pretty good. I was pretty happy with it. And actually, what I did, I recorded a video with my phone. And I also uh, uh, just hit the strings real fast several times to give like a spike in the waveform on the sound file to where also I'd have a cue with the video so I could edit it and make sure that the when I put the uh, separate sound file in with the video, I could line them up real easy so the, the sound wouldn't be off. I think I did a pretty good job of that. Uh, but, but yeah, the sound sounds pretty good going through the soundboard, surprisingly. Or not surprisingly. But, uh, yeah, the the audio on the phone sounded like shit. And also the audio on the phone, you're hearing mainly, you're basically just hearing the audio, of course, from the guitar itself. So without the amplifier, although I had my headphones out and the headphones, you could hear the amplifier, but it's kind of a muffled sound. The the headphones weren't right next to the phone anyway. So the audio sounds like real shit <laughs> like that, but then you don't hear any of that, you know, acoustic guitar sounds in the actual sound file I recorded. And so I was pretty excited about that. Pretty excited about that. Now, if I could just nail my playing, that that's a different story. That is a totally different story. But I'm hoping maybe before the end of the month, <laughs> get good enough at playing prison sex <laughs> to where I could put that video together. And it looks like I'll be having that guitar within days. As uh going back to receiving the message about getting the guitar, um, there was like a lot of excitement plus dread at the same moment. There was just awesome fucking excitement just where I'm kind of grinning and the, but I'm also like, Oh fuck, how the fuck am I going to pay for this <laughs> panic at the same time? Uh, yeah. Uh, anyway though, I'm, I'm certain we're good there though. It's good. It's going to work out. <laughs> I feel like I'll end up getting the, uh, Noel Gallagher before too long too. <laughs> Probably, maybe. I don't know. Uh <clears throat> but uh yeah, I got the alert and uh, I paid or I'm going to pay, I guess, in the future through credit uh for second day air, UPS second day air. And uh so you know, it should come like immediately and then I was I when I checked yesterday estimated ship date they initially said tuesday it's like oh fuck tuesday like all right that works out i'm i'm off next wednesday and uh that gives me to you know so i get a tuesday night and it probably would have worked out but again i'm like fuck 
fucking waited for over five months, man. I really kind of like that here right now. <laughs> it's like about fucking time. Come on, guys. You're taking my money and then some with interest. Uh, <laughs> and so I I checked it again later Friday night, and it showed that they had updated to Monday, and it said that they tracked it in a facility in Kansas. I was like, fucking Kansas, man. That's not that far away. Shipping from Kansas doesn't take that long. And then this morning at 7.30, it arrived in Union, Missouri, which is like the facility that it's at is like maybe 13 to 15-minute drive from here, if that. And I'm just like, holy fucking shit. Can I just go fucking pick it up? (laughs) Oh, and I'm popping my peas. And uh, anyway, so I was just uh, like, oh, fuck. But it still said the ship date was going to be Monday. I was like, fuck. So I'm like Googling, hey, does UPS for second day air ship on fucking Saturdays? And my initial thing said yes, but I guess you have to schedule it. And then I've been checking all day. I'm like, well, fuck, man. If it's in Union and they do do shipments, like, why the fuck? Just toss it on a fucking truck. Just let me go pick it up. Fuck. But there's nobody there, I guess, answering phones on, on Union. It says at that on Saturdays, it says you can't contact them until like Monday at 4. Like the 4 to 6 is, I guess, when you can contact somebody there. I don't know. I didn't try it. Maybe I could have just tried to see if they would fucking pick up. <laughs> Maybe I should have because that would be awesome just go pick the fucking thing up. Because I don't even care. You know, I can just toss that in my car. I don't fucking give a shit. Just let me. Just let me do it, people. <laughs> and, uh, but no. No. And I thought, well, you know, maybe they will. It does say Monday, but maybe they do have it on a truck and it's just not showing that. But it's now 6.30 p.m. I don't think that they're going to drop it off. I, da- I doubt that. <laughs> At least not today. Looks like I have to fucking wait till Monday, which is a pisser. Total pisser. Um, and it, uh, it just sucks knowing it's right o- there over in Union. Like, I feel like I want to almost do some kind of Ocean's Eleven kind of heist. Go over to their facility. I don't know where their cameras are and shit. <laughs> Break into there to take to liberate my guitar. You know? I don't, I don't know how I'd go about doing that. I don't know what their security is like over there. Not saying I'm doing it. Just want to be clear. The thought had occurred to me. <laughs> but I guess if I waited this long, what's another fucking two days? <sighs> That's a lot. That's a lot. Well, That's a lot to ask for. I mean... <laughs> It's got me pretty stoked. And that's good because I kind of needed something with the, what's going on with the foot and knowing that I'm still planning on pacing my sister at the Ozark Trail 100 for 21 miles or so. And, uh, you know, if my foot's not fully healed, then it could be a real bitch. Could be a real bitch. As uh, I don't plan on running again before then. If it feels healed, though, and it looks pretty solid, I'll, I'll go ahead and give it a couple of runs beforehand shake it out a little bit. I'm hoping that that is the case, but it was nice to have this little optimism over something, even though, again, the the fact that I have to pay for it now is like really looming large over the whole thing. 
as uh <clears throat> but I'm pretty pretty stoked about finally owning a real life Gibson Les Paul made here in the old US of A and uh, uh just nitrocellulose lacquer not the uh, polyurethane I don't know that there's any real difference in how the shit reverberates off there I you know I hear all this stuff about tone wood and stuff on the internet and there's so many people that say it's basically bullshit <laughs> a lot of that stuff I, I'm gonna say it's probably for me it seems like most of that stuff you hear it in tones with electric guitars at least most of it's really the pickups your pickup height your pickups and I don't think the wood plays that big of a, a role in it I do love a good, you know, I love something, though, that has taken a lot of craftsmanship to create. And I really respect, you know, the work that goes into it. And uh, seeing how they hand bind their guitars and everything over there at Gibson, if you haven't watched that, I mean, there's plenty of videos on on YouTube. If you uh, look up Gibson uh, factory tours, like they do the custom shop, you can see the USA shop. And uh, where they make the standard Les Pauls. And which is confusing. They call it the USA line because they're both made in the USA. (laughs) It's confusing. But again, yeah, they're both made in the USA. The custom shop is just uh, uh, one of them's in, I guess the USA one's in Nashville. Whereas the other one's in Tennessee. Both in the United States. I might have that mixed up as which is which, but uh, it's really cool if you watch the process, how the the shit is made, especially how they do the binding. And uh, really seeing that, it's like, oh, fuck. The only time I ever thought, like, man, I wish I would live in Nashville because then I could just go work at the Gibson factory and then... uh, (laughs) uh, I'm reading the reviews of the uh, people that work the factory. I get the impression they like their job just about as much as I like mine so uh, (laughs) I don't think it'd be like a huge difference in work but I know that they do have stuff if you work there for a certain amount of time you can get like uh, guitars like they you get the Gibson Supreme if you've been there for 20 years which my current job had been it for 21 years I would have had a Gibson Supreme already had I fucking worked there for that long and uh, holy shit those are one worth some money also you know very very nice guitar not to mention i mean you just get a fucking discount on gifts and guitars and you know they have stuff that have uh stuff they sell out of i guess like the demo shop and everything and stuff that's been have flaws in it that they'll uh you know when they're QCing, they pull that guitar out because it's got defects and so you can get that shit at fucking great prices. And holy shit, I would probably have a whole collection of Gibson guitars. I probably wouldn't have money for anything else. But anyway, I'm just I'm pretty ecstatic that uh I get to experience that for once. I was like, man, I was starting to think with the uh, go uh the the answers I was getting when I would contact musicians friend, I was like, man, I don't know that I'm ever going to get this guitar. And they don't have any answers to me as to what is the holdup in production, why it's taking so long. And uh, I was getting conflicting answers and stuff, and it was it was driving me a little crazy. 
And uh, now, it, as I just hope that the guitar co- comes here and uh, there's nothing seriously wrong with it where I have to send it back because then who knows how long I'd have to wait if uh, there's some kind of uh, <laughs> defect in it. I'll be so pissed. I'll be so upset. If it's something minor, I probably won't give a shit. But <laughs> I did see a video where a guy uh, got a Gibson Les Paul. And uh, I don't know if I would imagine he probably ended up sending this back or, you know, something. Got some kind of deal. When they did, again, they they QC these things. And uh, <laughs> they sent it out like this. When they did the clear coat on the uh, finish of the body, there was a hair stuck in it. And so underneath the clear coat, there's a fucking hair. <laughs> I mean, it looks, it looks so bad. So bad. But uh, it's <laughs> it's kind of funny. I mean, it's kind of funny. I would, I would assume he probably sent that back. Like, dude, what the fuck? What, what is, what's with this hair? Although maybe he kept it. I'm just like, you know, check it out. This is Gibson's QC right here. Right here. Way to go, guys. Uh, mm. I, I hear they have a special smell, that nitrocellulose lacquer, where it's, I'm going to, that's something you can't really capture and then re- relive again unless you get another new guitar that has the nitrocellulose lacquer. But that's not something I'll be able to, keep in the uh the video i won't be able to smell that when i go back to watch the video later <laughs> although maybe i could do like they bottle farts you know like there's uh those people on online now that bottle farts and sell them like if i could somehow bottle that nitrocellulose lacquer smell and then go back just open the jar just smell a little bit i think i'd have to go to the gibson factory and just put a jar in there by the lacquer or just steal a jar of their lacquer. That would probably be a smarter thing. Just huff that, you know, I'd probably get high too while I was at it. I wouldn't, I don't know that I'd really enjoy that part, but <laughs> I don't want the want wires and all that. I just want to smell, you know, I just want it for memory's sake. <laughs> but yeah, imagine I'm going to be talking about this guitar a little more. As, uh, it, it has been kind of fun uh, going and doing a couple of other tool songs and I'm like learning prison sex and stuff. Cause that's not one of the ones I plan on doing with the medley course. That's in drop B tuning, which no, most tool songs are in drop D. So it's kind of a pain, you know, to have to retune the damn thing. But, uh, I've also uh, been playing that black Sabbath into the void on my old strat. Cause I dropped the, that down to C standard. And that's a that's a fun one to play. I like doing those low tunings, and it's very Halloween themed. You know, you get that fucking. I mean, most Black Sabbath has got that lower pitch to it, and it's got that just it just sounds like a horror movie. It's just such such goodness to that. I did see a video the other day of uh, Oz, Ozzy Osbourne meeting uh, Paul McCartney for the first time, and I don't know what year it was. But uh, I would venture to guess it was maybe the 90s or early 2000s because uh, Ozzy looked to be like Ozzy of the time of the uh, 
the reality show they did, The Osborne Family, which I guess that was early 2000s. You know, it would have been about like 20 years ago or so, but dating it, it seemed like, and uh, it was it was pretty crazy seeing Ozzy um, meet Paul, and he's just fanboying boying out over Paul McCartney, which is pretty great, pretty fucking awesome. As you know, I, I uh, would say I'm a fan of both Mr. Ozzy Osbourne and uh, one Mr. Paul McCartney. And I can imagine meeting either one of them. I would end up acting like Ozzy, but it was kind of nice seeing Ozzy just <laughs> tongue-tied and just pull you. Know, hey, do- hey, baby, darling. <laughs> I think he's calling him shit like that. It's calling Ozzy Osbourne <laughs> kind of stuff. And Paul knew about Ozzy. You know, he knew stuff about and just like you can tell, Ozzy's just like deer in the headlights. Ho- holy shit! Like he he knows me. He knows of me. And uh, it's pretty great stuff. I like. Uh, I guess I could pull it up the audio of it, but I don't think the audio does it quite justice. I think you really gotta like find the video. There was like a short I found <clears throat> just going through my feed on uh, the old YouTube. But uh, there's, I don't think they ever did anything together. But. Uh, there we go. Meeting Paul McCartney. Meeting the Queen. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Hopefully the audio is pretty good in this. About to find out. Some meeting Paul McCartney. I'll go ahead and play the audio. Oh, and that's a commercial. We don't want to we don't want to endorse Grammarly. I use it on my computer. But we don't want to endorse it. It throws me off. Here we go. Win. Ozzy. Paul McCartney. You did a bad job of mixing those two songs here. Oh, it's on Howard Stern. I didn't realize that. Pretty sure that's Howard Stern. Behind the scenes. And I was just saying to the guys why I didn't do the bass. Because I didn't want to blow your guy out. He, I, uh, I, mean, I, I only would have played what he I played. But, but I and because you were threatening to sing on mine, I thought. Oh, <laughs> 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 it's great to meet you, man. It's been, been a lifetime ambition of mine. You, you guys made me start music, you know. Yeah. After the burglary. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> After the I love that story, man, with the the, the gloves with the yeah. no fingers. Yeah, that's typical me, that is. <laughs> Come on, let's have a quick picky. Come yeah, on. Yeah, come on. Yeah. That track turned out good. Uh, there's a little bit more to it in the video I saw, but, like, uh, I mean, he's just, <laughs> you can tell, he's just so in awe of, uh, <laughs> of Mr. Paul McCartney. Fantastic. Uh, fan, fantastic. Two British greats coming from uh, working class backgrounds and uh, <clears throat> anyway yeah Adam Adam fucking Jones <laughs> uh, Monday Monday can't get here fast enough I've still been checking even as I've been doing this podcast I've been checking doing refresh on the tracking shipment 
deal just to see if maybe they update it to say that it's on its way. Of course, obviously it's not now because they don't do any shipments past 7 p.m. It's just about 7 p.m. as I'm recording this. But I'm still like, God damn it. Just say something. It'll be out for delivery tomorrow. Apparently they do some deliveries on Sundays. I did see right before recording too that Fortunately, if they're going to ship on a Saturday with two-day air, the shipment has to arrive by Thursday, and it did not. It arrived on fucking Friday. I feel like there was no point in me paying for the second-day air, which at the time when I ordered I was like, well, I knew I was going to have to wait a while. I didn't expect to have to wait this long. <laughs> I was like, what's the point? <laughs> fast shipping but I guess as soon as you get that alert like god damn it now had it just come on a Wednesday or Thursday man I'd fucking have that guitar today it's just unfortunate uh, that they had to ship it out on a fucking Friday (laughs) and I gotta wait longer you bastards you bastards but at the end of the hey I get it you know I'll I'll have it and uh And uh, now I'm just, I went back to flashbacks of Dahmer. uh, The Dahmer tapes, it's fairly decent as far as true crime stuff goes. Not bad. Hearing that voice, Evan Peters really, really got the voice down on that. But then Dahmer's voice, I guess, isn't that difficult. It's very monotone. There's like no feeling in it whatsoever. And then he's also, but then he's got just that, northern accent northern he's Milwaukee I guess is where he's originally from just got the real northern almost Wisconsin and uh <clears throat> see uh <laughs> well, anywhere up north like Wisconsin you know I don't know what the differences are between the different states up north but I feel like they're all fra- fairly similar um as uh, Milwaukee, um, I'm trying to. I mean, obviously Milwaukee is in Wisconsin, but I, f- I feel like, you know, that could be also, well, shit, like Michigan and st- Well, not really Michigan. I guess I don't really hear that sound. Mil- it's very Wisconsin-y, though. That's definitely. I'm thinking there's the comedian Mary Mack. I don't remember if she's from Wisconsin or where she's from, but she's got a very similar accent. I fucking lo- I, there's something some kind of relaxed. And I don't feel this when I listen to Dahmer. <laughs> I just want to point that out. I don't feel relaxed. I'm really like, oh, dude, you're fucked up. I just want to point that out. When I listen to Mary Mack, she's got that same type of accent, and uh, it's there's almost something just oh. Uh, Almost fall in love with her. It's just, oh. It's so, such a sweet, sweet sounding voice. Um, let's see where she's from. Uh, ba, ba. America. Hey, she's from America. <laughs> oh, she's in an animated sitcom, Solar Opposites. Oh, it's on Hulu. That's why I haven't seen it. Um, She's from Minnesota. That's right. She's from Minnesota. Minnesota's I feel like Minnesota and Wisconsin are definitely 
pretty much one and the same as far as accents. And it, like people from up there are probably like, fuck you. We say, you know, this word differently or whatever. <laughs> it's a, it's very almost Canadian too. So what's all the boot, you know? Uh, <laughs> I do have a love for, for Canada. Oh, I've never, ne- I still have yet to go. Hopefully one day I, I really want to go to um, the Canadian Rockies up there. I really want to hit that and go up to like Lake Louise and just, oh, I'd love to see from a distance like grizzly bears and, and moose out in the wild. Again, from a distance, either one of them would be a hair terrifying <laughs> as, you know, they can kill you pretty easily as a person. And if you're out not in a vehicle, and even if you're in a vehicle, I mean, a grizzly bear is probably, you're a lot safer in a vehicle. A moose, generally, if it's a full-size moose, I mean, they could fuck your shit up. That's a... Uh, Let's see. Let, I want to see. Uh, see. Seeing a moose in the wild. Let's see if there's any <laughs> suggestions of what to do. Uh, here we go. Here's some stuff on what to do if you encounter a moose in the wild. This is off Sunny Scope. I'd like to see. Oh man, they're such beautiful animals. So beautiful. Um. One of the biggest creatures you can come across when exploring the wild is a moose. Large and majestic, these animals can also be dangerous when caught by surprise. Spend enough time outdoors in the Northeast, U.S., Alaska, or Canada, and you're bound to come across one sooner or later. Read on to learn what to do if you encounter a moose on your outback adventures. Defense plan. Firstly, it's crucial that you or someone in your hiking part party uh, knows how to identify animal tracks as you'll need to know what you're dealing with now onto the moose in the wild when a moose feels threatened it will do one or two things leave or attack generally the moose will leave the area probably having seen you before you see him don't chase after it or antagonize it that seems to like go without saying does it not (laughs) A good rule to follow is that if the moose is becoming agitated, you're too close. Keep a safe distance and a watchful eye. If the moose becomes aggressive uh, and charges, run. Don't stand your ground or try to intimidate it. If possible, place a tree or other large object between you and the moose. If a moose starts walking towards you, back away. They are trying to get you to leave. Take the hint, getting knocked down and pummeled by moose hooves is no way to end your hike or your life. I'm adding that part, but (laughs) if this happens, try to roll away and put some space between you and the attacker. Warning signs. Watching for warning signs is one of the best ways to avoid danger when countering a moose. The hair on the back of the neck or above its hips may stand up. They may uh, lay their ears back or smack their lips. Tossing their head upward like a horse is another sign the uh, the moose is not happy with your presence. These signs can come about very quickly, so be on guard and back away very slowly, keeping your eyes on the moose. Don't move closer if the moose appears calm as their behavior can change rapidly. Uh, There's a difference between wild moose and one that lives near popular camping or resort areas. 
The latter has become accustomed to humans standing around gawking and may take a you-don't-bother-me-I-won't-bother-you approach. It's best to observe this beautiful creature from a distance and keep an eye on its behavior. Snap all the photos you like, but don't try to approach. Be safe in the wild. And, you know, with those kind of notes, uh, I, you know, I think I'd, I would imagine I'd probably want to go up there with a guide. If I'm going to go walking into the Canadian Rockies, I would probably uh, go up there with some kind of tour group. Let's see, Rockies. I imagine there's all kinds of uh, tour. Four seniors. <laughs> Here we go. There's the talk.com, T-A-U-C-K. Um what do we got here? What kind of tours you rocking here? Uh, you can explore the five national parks. Uh, into the Rockies by rail aboard Rocky Mountaineer. That's a cool looking train. Like the whole fucking thing's like glass. That's pretty cool. I want to get out there though. I want to be in it. Oh, here we go. Hiking at Lake Louise and Jasper National Park. This is this is what I want. Uh, why won't it let me fucking click on that? <laughs> You sons of bitches. Um, God damn it. Well, I don't know why. Oh, Jesus. The, 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 the. <laughs> These tours are like $8,000. What? I don't want to go on that. Like, it better be a cool fucking tour. <laughs> $9,000? Are you fucking kidding? That better be for a big tour group, you sons of bitches. Ugh. I don't want to spend that kind of money. Jesus. I just want to do the... How much for the hiking? Uh, Let's see. Let's find some other... That's a bit nuts. Uh, Banff National Park, though. That's the shit right there. Um, Here's one for $2,000, but it's a nine-day tour, at least. I mean, that's... I don't want to be a part of a nine-day tour. I just want to, like, a tour group with, like, a, tu- a tour guide walk around the sites and let me do whatever else I want to do. I don't need a tour guide the whole fucking time. Uh, let's see. Hiking. Rockies. Specify hiking. Here we go. Tourradar.com. Maybe they're going to help me out here. God damn. Another nine-day tour for $2,000. Oh, it's camp. there's one that's a camping. I get that. That's for $1,100. I don't want to camp. I just want to... Yeah, these two... The reason why they're so expensive, these tours are just fucking long. I just... <laughs> I don't want to go that fucking long in there. I just want to, you know, like go on a couple of hikes, not like <laughs> tour the whole damn place. <laughs> you know, we can get to certain parts by car and then get out. That's kind of what I was thinking. Like, holy fucking shit. These are, uh, I don't need Let's see day tours. <clears throat> Maybe I'll look up Banff National Park day tours. Here we go. Banff day tour. Top 10 day. Viator.com. Um, yeah, here we go. Here's a little bit more. <laughs> more my speed. My uh, 
my kind of prices here. A day tour um, from Calgary or Banff, Lake Louise and Yoho National Park and Moraine Lake. Um, it's $109. Much more. Oh, that fucking hotel. There's that hotel. I can't remember the name of it. But it's a fucking awesome hotel. If I go up there, I got to stay in that hotel. <laughs> so this is their overview for it. Immerse yourself in stunning Canadian Rocky uh, Rocky scenery on this guided tour from Banff to Yoho National Park and beyond. Marvel at Moraine Lake's opalescent waters. Learn about the human history of the landscape. Look for moose, bear, and elk, and make a stop at Lake Louise to snap photos of its famously turquoise waters. Guided tour from Calgary to Yoho. Leave the driving to others. See the most stunning Rockies landscapes from Lake Louise to Moraine Lake. Learn about the history of the area from your tour guide. Includes snowshoeing during the winter season. I don't plan on going there during the winter. (laughs) Now I'm good. October would be a great month. You know, a little cold, but not fucking like beginning of October. Like right now. I wouldn't want to fucking go (laughs) there like the fucking winter. I'm not insane. Uh, I'd probably want to go in summertime, but, you know, I don't think like early October would be too bad. But yeah, something like that. That's not bad. And what it, what's included there? That's uh, of course. Uh, let's see the uh, who actually does the tour on that. That's on Viator.com, which I believe they or Viator or whatever. <coughs> they have. Uh, it's not. I don't think they're the ones doing the tours. It's just a connection with all kinds of different tours. Um, but but but. They're just kind of like rating it and such. But the, what's included, there's an air-conditioned vehicle, gratuities, uh, bilingual tour guide, lunch is not included, personal expenses and travel insurance, of course, isn't included, uh, specific hotel pickup. We meet all travelers at a meeting point. I figured that much. Well, I mean, some of them, if you get that, I don't remember what hotel that is. Um I got to find that out now. I almost, I've got no money to do this, but I'm like, oh, I should just fucking book a trip to Banff. <laughs> hotel. Here we go. Banff Hotel Canada. This, oh, Fairmount Banff Springs. It's just an awesome looking hotel. I believe that's the one I've, I was, I want to stay in. I think. Yeah, it looks almost like a castle. It's, Fucking mountains all around it. Holy shit. Ugh. It's fucking expensive, though. Jesus. Fucking gorgeous around the scenery and everything, though. I better start making... I better start making some real money if I want to stay there for a few days. It's a fucking... Ugh. I think it'd be worth it if I stayed there for a night or two. And then maybe go to some cheaper hotel. Just to be in that place just for a day would be pretty fucking tight. And just be like, you know what, go on a personal hiking tour. I don't need to go on a fucking group tour. God damn, that's just so picturesque right there with the mountains all around it. The fucking trees. I'm having a orgasm, a nature orgasm at the moment. I guess it's been, <laughs> now that it's been over a week since I've been to a trail. I, uh, I need a fix. On uh, <laughs> on my my outdoors stuff, and uh, looking at this isn't isn't helping isn't helping, and uh, my foot's not helping the situation either. 
But hey, I got some positive things going on next week. I should, oh, should be great. Hopefully, oh, I read that wrong. I thought the I refreshed the the browser again. I thought it said Saturday it was shipping. Like no, 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 still Monday. It's just saying that Saturday it arrived at Union. Damn you! Ah, uh, but yeah, next week should be exciting. Hopefully, I mean I'm gonna record the unboxing video. I assume Monday night. Um, after I have dinner with my mom and everything, I'm going to record that. So the box is just going to be sitting there. Cat's probably going to tear it up. It's going to tear up the box at least. So I'm just going to have this box that just says Gibson on it, just staring at me, staring at me. So, uh, I'll record at least the unboxing that night. And then maybe the day after. Or so hopefully that night, I mean, I'm going to be pretty jazzed getting that pretty jazzed. I'm sure I'll probably record the, uh, the tool medley that night, but I got to make sure I practice tonight yet and get a lot of practice in tomorrow so I can be sharp. So I don't look like a complete dipshit that I know somewhat what I'm doing. Cause I'm not the greatest. I'll admit it. Not, not an amazing guitarist, but, uh, I'm better now playing the guitar than I have probably ever in my life. So that's saying something. I think, you know, I'm, I'm competing with myself. But uh, pretty excited, pretty stoked for that guitar. And, uh, yeah, I'll have that going on and hopefully some other news. As uh, I've got some things in the works. And things could get interesting. Could get interesting. If things work out the way I'm hoping they work out, then maybe I could have more stories to talk about. (laughs) I can afford to potentially do things again. And I guess, as always, that is a kidney wheelchair, not a trash can.